Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, welcome back to Fandom Family Chats. I'm Maureen. I'm Tiffany. I'm Amanda. And we are finally back with uh resident and we actually just found out that the finale is next week already so the very thing we were complaining to you about in our last resident video has reared its ugly head again so but we're here for the resident it was a good episode this week we're gonna dig in we got a lot of answers that we were looking for they did write some of the stories the way we requested they write the stories. so we really appreciate being listened to on that and <laughs> accept that our advice is solid and adhered to we, we just yes, like to know you. that we matter and we're important. So we appreciate thank you for that. <laughs> so the, the story we're going to dive into first is the one that hit all of us the hardest and I'm sure has hit you the hardest. And we see that oh. finally Leela was able to get through the pad mountain. I don't, who predicted that she was going to see the picture and jump, step off the ledge. Was that Amanda? Me. I watched, I was like, Oh, it happened exactly the way she said, but I don't remember what she, it was. <laughs> so yes, no, I, and I thought it was going to like, it, I thought the last episode was going to end that way. That's what I was saying that. Yeah. I was like, but hopefully when they started it again, that's what's well, going to happen. It was carried over. It was the same scene. So technically yeah. you're not wrong. Technically the I'm scene not wrong. did no. end that way. I, I, we'll talk about it in a minute, but I, we just, it's nice to see Leela be the one to break through. I think we all kind of wanted to see that. And yeah. now Leela is like she knew something was wrong but this episode we see her fully recognize the scope of what was happening and how bad it got yep Mm -hmm. and i'm 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 really glad that i think leela handled it with such grace yeah and so calmly and it it really did amaze me of how she handled that entire thing i have a couple of issues one being AJ wasn't told anything for a while. That kind of weirded me out. I, I understand that he was dealing with this important patient and that his mind shouldn't have been there. But on the other hand, I feel like his kids would be a bigger priority than this patient. Well, I think for us, the reason that's such a problem for us is because we never know exactly how much time has passed. Was it just an yeah. hour? Was it two hours? Was it a day? Was it three days? Was it a week? Like we have, because some like parts of the episode, the whole day, but some parts of the episode, it felt like it was the same day, but then other parts of the episode felt like it was a week. So like, I, <laughs> I don't yeah. know how much, so I don't really know how long they kept it from AJ. If I it was within day. a few hours, I, I that's okay for me, I think. So the way that I was watching it, it it felt like it was like one day like i feel like from the morning to like the evening is the feeling that i got i don't know i will say that when i was watching that scene i actually thought for a moment like cuz the whole time leading up to this episode to this opening scene i thought there's no way she's going to jump they're going to pull her out before she does that yeah but in this opening scene i had a moment where i was like no no, 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 no. And I actually thought they were going to have her jump and she was going to have to be rescued from the river. And that was how they were going to find her. I actually, the way, as far as they took it, I actually thought there was a chance they were going to do that. And I was completely panicked. Uh, yeah, I would say at first I didn't, but it's like they, they pushed it like a, a couple of seconds too long. 
to where I, I was they like, needed uh, to though. I did too. I think they they I really think that they played this brilliantly. Um I want to say like this is like a really 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 severe case of postpartum depression. Um like a lot of women experience this but it doesn't get to this level of dangerousness. But I think it's more common than we think it is because I think a lot of women don't share it. Yes. And they just and try to so, power through. Yes. And I, I think a lot of women end up feeling like this. Yeah. I love that it was represented like this. And it wasn't just some like, oh, she went to the doctor and got put on anxiety meds and uh, mm-hmm. boom, fixed. That's it. Done. Because I want to tell you, I didn't, I, I never dealt with anxiety, depression, anything like that until after I had my first child. And I, I was like, I was 20 two years old i did not know what postpartum depression was i had no idea it was never talked about right we had mm-hmm. no idea but mine my had never gotten to the level that padmas had gotten to and it's just it was a whole nother awakening it is so scary it's really scary not feeling like yourself mm-hmm. when you already don't feel like yourself as a new parent and then something added on top of it to where your body doesn't even feel like itself anymore i mean that's yeah it's traumatizing but she thankfully gets checked into the hospital i'm glad i'm glad she's getting the help that she needs and i hope that it continues smoothly mm-hmm. like i feel like she's been through enough like don't start like throwing different like problems at her while she's going through yeah. this recovery like just let her heal oh my gosh poor padma what i like too is they got to the root of the issue. I mean, sometimes it plays out, it plays out differently in every single person who gets postpartum depression. I don't think even regular depression is not the same for everybody. It looks different no. for everybody. Yep. And I think with her, um, I appreciated that they got to the root of the issue, which is that I am not good enough to be their mother. And right after you give birth and you have that thought and it festers and it eats away at you, it destroys your will to do anything. Because mm-hmm. if if that's where you're at, you can't fix that. You can't no. come back from that in your mind. And so I like that when she went to Leela, what she said, that's what she said. And I, I appreciate that. And even Padma, when she was in the cell, that broke my heart when she was like, they think I'm crazy. Oh. I was like, no, baby, you're not crazy. <laughs> I don't think that. Mm, this was that a hard was... episode to watch. I, I literally cried through the entire thing. Yeah. It was it was an emotional one. I didn't cry. You know, you guys know me. <laughs> I cry over the stupid stuff, not the actual serious stuff. So the only really other thing I want to hit on to this really bad is and this is like as soon as this part happened, I was like, this is gonna be a good t- conversation on the podcast tonight. AJ's reaction. I didn't like it. I understood it completely. I understand that, that that's where I was like being pulled, like my arms separating from each other on the sides. Like I was being pulled two different ways because I'm like, I understand that he's wanting to make sure that his children are safe and well cared for and not put in any danger. But on the other hand, I was like, well, you like, what, what about Padma? Like you need to like, don't like try to take away her rights or anything. Cause I feel like that's, where it was kind of being pushed at first when he was going to take the kids from her. And I'm like, that's the opposite thing that she needs to recover from this. She doesn't need her kids taken away as a punishment. 
So it was very, it was very confusing. I still don't even know how I feel about it a hundred percent. I understand both sides. I completely get it. And I wasn't bothered. I, I mean, it's a heartbreaking situation for all involved. And I think AJ is not his first responsibility is to his kids. And so the fact that postpartum depression is not, is not talked about, it's not discussed enough. It's seen as a silly trifling little thing because people don't realize how severe it gets. So for her to, for him to find out, okay, she just left the boys. She loves them, but she abandoned them to try to kill herself. So that has to be his overriding fee. It's not really like, I'm going to abandon Padma. It's an overriding fear that, okay, if this is where she is at, what if this is not a fixable thing? And it was just a moment of panic for the safety of his kids. So I, yeah. and it was a moment. And the moment he, when Leela, and I think that's why Leela handled it so calmly because she understood yeah, she too, that's an absolute right reaction for a, for a parent to have for their children. Yeah. And so when she just, all she had to do was just mention Padma's state. And AJ was like, you're right. You're right. So I, yeah. I think he needed to have, I think if he didn't have that reaction, it would be a little weird that his first concern wouldn't be, are the, because he didn't say they're not safe. He said, are they going to be safe with her? Yeah. And I think that's also, a question that he not, would need to ask. They're not in a relationship. They're yeah, not together. Too. Yeah. She's just the mother. That's true. I guess I always feel, I guess I always look at it as if they are in a relationship. I know they're not. But I always just put him there. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't, but I think they will be eventually. It feels kind of like they are at points. Yeah, I think the only the main issue I had with Leela this episode would be when Bevan told her that she didn't see it because Padma was hiding it. Oh. She didn't want anyone to see it. No, she wasn't hiding it. No, she was begging for help. Just no one was paying attention to her. Okay. I'm so glad you said that too, because when she said that, it kind of sucked me wrong too. I was like, Mm -hmm. um, I feel like I saw it and I only saw it for like 10 minutes last, the last week. But again, Devin's (laughs) first priority is Leela, not Padma. So Devin was trying to keep Leela from going off the rails, but that was the absolute, uh, that's a flat lie. (laughs) It's yeah. Yes. No, you may have not seen it because you didn't want to see it and you didn't want to believe it was there, but all the signs were there. I mean, we've been calling postpartum. Granted, we see things that they didn't, but yeah. if you were around her for a moment, yeah, you would see that. AJ, I don't know how anybody didn't that. clock it. And there, she's like, she's around doctors mm-hmm. only. How did no doctor realize it? Just. So that's my main issue with it is that she's been surrounded by doctors, not just yeah. normal people in her life. Doctors. They mm. should know the signs to look for. Yeah. And granted, like the people she's surrounded with are surgeons, but still, I, I think they it's went to medical school. A heart surgeon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we can clock postpartum depression and we've never been to medical school, <laughs> I think, I think it helps that all of us have had I didn't have postpartum depression. I had manic depression. So I think I that all of us, and so did Tiffany, right? So I think all of us were like, mm, we've been there. We know exactly yeah. what that is. And I think for AJ, when you listen to him talk in the episode before this, and he said something along the lines of, she needs to get away to be better. That's great. So he knew. Leela also knew because she said, I know something's not right. 
just yeah. because she didn't call it postpartum depression. She knew. So for Devin to say that to her was not only a lie about Padma, but it was a lie about Leela because Leela knew something was wrong. But she chose for whatever reason to keep her distance and only communicate via text message. Yeah. yeah there was there was mistakes that were made. Mm-hmm. But I feel like they did have a good talk. They did. Mm-hmm. I mean, they needed it too because they mm-hmm, haven't they did. been talking very much lately. They did. They needed that talk, and I'm, I was pleased with it. And I like that. I like that scene. As an advocate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's gonna need her family now. Yeah, absolutely. I did and- love the line when Padma said, "I don't know what I'd do without you," and Lila looked at her and said, "I can't be without you." I know. Letting her know that she matters enough to not do this thing. That was the part. It was that conversation right there that that made me cry. Not just that they said that back and forth, but when you see Padma being that vulnerable and actually giving voice Mm -hmm. to her fears for the first time and seeing Leela see her in it and not turn away the way Padma thought everyone would. Yeah. And I think everybody reacted how they, how they reacted and, I they think, did react the way they reacted, yep. <laughs> like, I mean, like, pretty appropriately. Yes. Other than me getting a little bit irritated with AJ, which I probably shouldn't be irritated with him, but I guess maybe I just put AJ on a pedestal and I feel like he should react perfectly Yeah. to these things. And that's probably where this is coming from for me, personally. Yeah. But other than that, I think, I mean... As soon as they, as soon as Padma said that she had had an issue, which was, I mean, bravo for her. Bravo, really. Because that, that's, I feel like the hardest, I mean, I think that's kind of a famous saying. It's the hardest step is to recognize that you have an issue. I know this is not addiction, but it goes to the same, it still counts. It's the same thing. 100% does and it it reacts the same way it takes grip of you the same way and it's hard to break out of the same way I mean I had both I was an addict and I had depression and it's they aren't that much different in the way that it destroys you Mm -mm. also the way it's seen by society and you know you just you don't want to get help because you're the way you feel you feel embarrassed you don't want to say you have an issue but also yes. all these doctors with all these pressures that she's around. I mean, look at all the pressures Leela was under the last year and she went through it and she handled it. No one, I mean, we kind of saw her fall apart a little bit, but Padma didn't. And maybe being surrounded by people who are able to rise above this stuff, because I mean, AJ, didn't he have like a form of autism? Didn't the very first season we saw him, didn't he say something like that? There was some, I remember that there was something there. I thought that made him more, black and white that made everything a a specific scope for him and so he's able to rise above it a little easier if i'm remembering maybe i'm mixing shows here i know there's another show where there's an autistic doctor but i thought aj was as well but either way she sees these doctors who are under immense pressures can seem superhuman and unaffected and that has to be a shameful thing for her to be struggling with this thing that she wanted so bad was so sure she could be do well at to Mm -hmm. be able to say I can't hack this. It's it's shame. It's deep-rooted shame. I mean, it's just going to be a hard conversation no matter what. No matter who you're having it with, no matter if 
anything. It's just a difficult situation. It's a difficult talk and it's hard to come to terms with. You don't want to ever admit you have an issue, right? Nobody does. Everybody wants to seem perfect and act perfect and behind closed doors. I mean, we, we all have issues. Every single person, I don't care how, how perfect you are. You got an issue. <laughs> yeah. I really connected with Padma from this episode. Cause I know mm -hmm. I wasn't to the point that she was at, but I was very close yep. after I had Sophia. I'm sorry. It was, yeah, it, I think that was the reason it was a very emotional episode for me. Um, totally get it. I, I feel like I've been where she's been. Isn't it insane what our bodies do? We are very specifically, it's, it's, we're very specifically designed and to see it all work in ways that both come against us and work for us is just, it, there's constant motion in all parts of our bodies. And it's, it's hard. I think that's the other reason why this is so hard to grasp is because we have this idea that well, no, we should be better. We should be working as a functioning human. Mm -hmm. And if we aren't, then we're, and that's why she was to the point of suicide. And that's probably why you got there. And that's why I got to the point of suicide was I'm unfixable. If yeah. I'm not functioning right in something I'm supposed to be functioning right at, I'm irretrievably broken. And you're, yep. and you're not, you're, you're never too broken to be saved and put back together. Exactly. But they've made it very safe to call 988. It's all you got to remember. And somebody will be there to talk to you and talk you through and let you know that you do matter. Mm -hmm. Even though it might not feel like it right now, it does matter. You do matter. So call 988 and talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just start a conversation. Yeah. This person doesn't know you at all. Mm -hmm. You don't, I don't think you even have to tell them your name. Mm -mm. Like you just can talk, do it. It'll make you feel better. And you know, I, we, we can't stress that enough. And we have been putting that plug in um, for the last few weeks, not because we get anything out of it, but because we want, we want people to understand that you have value. You were created with value. You have value. You will continue to have value. Even we, we can't stress that enough. And we don't want to like, we don't want to lessen that message, but we are going to move on to the other parts of the episode now. Just, just remember that number, 988. Write it down right now if you're struggling. Even if you don't want to call them right now, write it, stop what you're doing and write it down if this is something that you're struggling with and just keep it with you. Um, but we are going to take a dive into uh, Conrad because he was the other. Him mm -hmm. and his trifecta there was uh, the other mm -hmm. aspect of the show. Mm -hmm. Um and we knew a conversation was coming. And I've said it before. I even said it last week because I said how much I enjoyed Cade last week. And I've said it from the beginning. The only reason I don't like her is because I cannot stand her with Conrad. The more I see her away from Conrad, the more I like her. And it's continued. And I loved her this week as much as I did last week. Let me tell you, I, I have been the only Cade fan. Yes, you have. For a long time. I'm like mm -hmm. on my own little island <laughs> in our fandom. <laughs> now, I did say last podcast that I want Conrad with Billy. Mm -hmm. I said it and I still feel like it. I feel like that's whatever. But let <laughs> me tell you what I am more in love with Kate after this week <laughs> than I was before. Mm -hmm. I love how she stood up for herself. Yeah. 
she told him that this is why I haven't been as open with you, which is why a lot of people had issues with her is that she was not, she seemed cold and off put with him. Well, she said, why now? Damn, you were never open with me. That's not the only reason why though. It's not the only reason why. Because Conrad tried like really hard to make it work with her. And I don't know how hard he tried. He did. He, he invited her. He, she was the one who wouldn't get involved. And at a certain point, you got to be like, all right, well. <laughs> well, because she knew that he would wanted to be with Billy. She knew that. After a bit, she did. But in the very beginning, she did not. And she, she seemed to take offense to him saying he tried really hard. She did. Why are you taking so, offense so to did Amanda right there? <laughs> he, tri- he tried really hard. What? Because no, he you didn't. We're not trying. He yes, did he not did. try. No, he, he didn't. Did How many times did he try and get her to come over to dinner with him and his daughter? How many yeah, times because did she, she knew he off? wasn't in fully. No, she didn't. So After she a while, wasn't, she, did. she wasn't yes. going to put Gigi in that spot because she has a big heart. Oh. And she loves little Gigi. Oh, all right. I hey. like Kate now because she's not with Conrad, but let's not make up stories <laughs> that are complete fabrications about yeah. this character, all right? Hey, I live in my own world. <laughs> she, I thought that was an unfair thing to say because Conrad is not the reason. Her life is the reason. And she just, and I was, that was one actually point that, that I had in contention with this because last week she shone with that. And she told her dad just last week, you're the reason I can't get close to anybody. And this week she said, Conrad, you're the reason I didn't get close to you. No, 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 no. We just discussed last week. Why the real reason is that you don't get close to people. Don't put Andrew on someone else. <laughs> so yes, I do think that she said something was wrong in the last couple of weeks but to start off with, the way the relationship, because Conrad was interested in her from the jump when he saw her. She was yeah. interested in him from the jump. There was no other indication there. And, of course, she was a damsel in distress. So Conrad was even more into her than he was into Billy in the beginning. So it, it was, Conrad is not the reason she couldn't get close. And I thought that was really unfair, especially since last week we had such a huge breakthrough with that with her. Because okay. that was our biggest contention. But her okay. father is the reason. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I know. But I'm listen also louder. to this. <laughs> I just had a brain fart. Well, that's because you got nothing in this argument. That's why. No, I did. I no had case. something so good. <laughs> no, I did. I had a good thing. That's not a bad important. Oh, no, it was. But here's the other thing, too. How mad can you get at someone for not knowing or not at least not choosing not to recognize the feelings you have for someone because I really think it took Billy him almost losing Billy for him to be like uh oh I guess these are more than what I thought they were I really do think that that kicks her in his brain because I think he was trying so hard to make it work with Cade that but he was why? pushing everything. because I think he was afraid of I'm what nick nick's memory nick, no nick's memory hurt that's his best friend he's she is so integral to him and Gigi's life what if it's not actually relationship material i mean there's a lot of things to be afraid oh, of i get it that's Does how it makes I sense at first no i did that's why i didn't want him with billy is because of all those reasons so how can you hold it against conrad because he should have been more truthful with himself he should have been perfect and above every rule hey listen i love matt Really do. Conrad's peeing me off lately. Not me. 
And he needs to get his act together so I can. He did. I can't say be in love with him again because I have never fallen out of love with Matt. But <laughs> did he make a mistake here? 100%. Yes. Did he own up to that? 100%. In every area. And he also blamed her in the, in the process. He did not blame her. He did not. He said, I have not been honest with you. I have not been honest with myself. I have been pushing these feelings away because I wanted to make it work with you. And here's my thing. Cade was so upset at the, I wasn't honest with you. She was coming there to confess. She hasn't been honest with him. <laughs> I know that part did. <laughs> I can't How even mad can that you really part? be at him? You've been <laughs> lying to him for months, knowingly lying to him for months about your father who was operating on people under the influence. I think he let her speak first because he wanted her to admit something so bad that him breaking up with her really wasn't even going to matter. He had no idea what she was coming there to say. None. I know. But he had hopes I even that she he... was going to break no, up with him before he could break up with her. God. First thing I he thought did of. Not. No way. He did not. While I was There's... watching it, it's the first thing I thought of. There was no indication that she was coming there with any sort of news like that at all. Well, no, when she's like, show us Amanda watching. <laughs> she must be getting like behind the scenes details. We're not. No, <laughs> like whenever like they walked over to buy the couch where she's like, I don't think like he thought when she came in, there was like an issue. And that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is like whenever he's like, we need to have a discussion. So and she was like. I need to have a discussion with you too. So your and love then, for Kate has completely transformed the character that has been consistent and steady for the past six years. Your love for this female character who just appeared on the scene has completely altered the truth we know about Conrad Hawkins. Hey, Conrad- he's honorable and he is decent. Oh. He sounds like Batman. Making out with other ladies while you're in a relationship is honorable that he was a mistake admittedly trust no he made done. a single mistake <laughs> that he Sorry. did not one kiss not a make out exactly mm. and he did not wait to own up to it he told her the very mm. moment he saw her yeah, and it shouldn't have happen. told he billy. you're right it billy until after that human. after he had broken up with kate That's he's human but it was a reaction out of a very emotional near-death experience. Kate shouldn't have been lying to him for months and months about who she, where she was going, what she was doing, what her father was doing, what he did at the hospital, the jeopardy. She he had her reasons. So did he. And his was a moment no. of intense feeling off of a near-death experience day. So yes, I just want to see mistake. how far I can push Marine. This is my entire. <laughs> I feel like I should have brought my popcorn. Here's, here's the thing. <laughs> I know without a shadow of a doubt that I'm a thousand percent right on this. So I'm just enjoying this ride and watching you stumble over your words and try hey, to come up with an our, argument against it. Our, our fans already true. hate that I'm a Kate fan. So, Well, now get on board because now we all are. So everybody, hey. you, gotta, you just have to love Kate. You really do. And I think this is, I, I, this is probably, I don't know if we're supposed to be talking about this yet, but I am. Um, the sparks between Kate and uh, new Dr. Handsome Man. Uh, excuse me. I like them. I said that last week. Did you really? I don't yes. remember that. I said Kate and Yamada should get together. Yes. And everybody laughed me like, Yamada. oh, the two ones that everybody hates. Like, 
they're yeah, definitely spark- like, that, that's gonna happen they kind of like set that up at the end of this episode it's definitely that. gonna happen which i like him better after this week i like them both it the reason i didn't like them is because with yamada he was constantly in a war with conrad because yeah. he felt like he had to compete and be alpha male yeah for billy so he became this smug i wanted to hit him and then Cade. I didn't like, there was nothing to like about her when she was with Conrad. There really wasn't. This episode is the first episode she came up. Well, I know it's not last week was the first episode where she came alive and she became this ball of emotion and fierceness. And yes, that's what I'm here for. So I I want her to have a relationship. I want her to be happy. And I think that she would be great with Yamada. I do too. I really like it. I like I like her with him better than I liked her with Conrad. I said it. I've been saying that. I think all Conrad deserves is Billy. See, no, you say that like an insult, though. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> sounds like I right. you around. Billy now. Sounded <laughs> really off. Kate has transformed every truth that Amanda has ever known about any of these characters. They're suddenly all un- they've they've never been reliable. They have never been honorable. They have never been truthful or good. Man, Billy, Billy and Kate's conversation. By the way, is that That's in here? Weird. That yeah, Billy speaks with Kate about what happened. Okay, so that whole conversation was that not really awkward to anybody else? It felt weird to me. It felt very honestly. I don't know if it was the writing. Or the acting as probably more of the writing than the acting and maybe it was a little bit of both i don't know but i just i did not feel that conversation i feel like that could have gone differently i did i did love cades i okay it's not the writing because i actually like the words that were said i like the conversation i guess i just didn't like the feeling of maybe where it was i don't know something threw me off about that it felt like she exempted billy and villainated conrad is what it felt like when they both were at fault they both did so i wanted to see more of a you know what you did i mean you know what it's done we're adults what you did was wrong it shouldn't have happened it was both of you but it felt like it was billy it wasn't your fault it was conrad is what it felt she didn't say that but that's what it felt like to me yeah it's billy's fault too maybe that's it i just I liked I liked it and I didn't like it because I I did like the conversation. I thought mm-hmm. that Kate really did stand up for herself. Yeah. She said her truth, and she didn't hold back. And I feel like she really is okay with it. I feel like mm-hmm. she's like okay, yeah, that's you know, it's not me. And Nothing she handled with that me. gracefully. She did. Who of us would have reacted girl. that way? It's my girl. If I, I love I, it. Granted, it's my husband, not my boyfriend, but if my husband or even my boyfriend was kissing some other lady i don't think i would have been that like it is what it is <laughs> I, I just i don't i don't see myself having that reaction take him <laughs> i don't think that would be my reaction either but i did i thought it was not only was it it was merciful she Cade was merciful to billy she even said at what? the end hey neither one of us ever said i love you yeah. we're okay she didn't have to say that she didn't have to make billy feel better about this she did though she did she handled it so gracefully but i think it's because she's not that upset about the loss of connor because i think that for all of us what we're feeling she wasn't really in that relationship yeah i think she was 
a foot in, a foot out. Yeah, always. Most of the time. But I think it's because she didn't love Conrad. Conrad was the first person to see her. And I think she was taking a chance on somebody more than I really like him. It's that it was, it was more like, I'm going to take a chance and see how this goes when I connect with someone rather than I really love him. And I think that she took that chance. And I think that's why it was so fast for her to, to go to Yamada and say, let's have drink afterwards because she, she did put herself out there and she didn't break. And I think that now she's gonna be like, all right, I can actually do this with someone who I'm going to work with and who I'm going to do well with. Absolutely. Did anyone else notice they didn't actually break up? Like they had a conversation. She stormed out of the house and now he's with Billy. It's what? assumed. <laughs> okay, I don't like assuming stuff like that. Obviously, the conversation between Billy and Kate kind of gave made it crystal clear. Yeah where their attentions are and the other thing too is that when conrad saw billy he said i don't love how we got here but i love that we're here and he also told her we're gonna do this right from here on out so they didn't they didn't hold hands they didn't kiss they didn't do anything until they both dealt with everybody they needed to deal with yeah and then they were free to do something so they did they make a mistake absolutely but they corrected course they owned up to it they dealt with the people they need to deal with they made sure their relationships were and both of those relationships were relatively new and easily dealt with and i think them working together i think honestly because of cade and how she reacted their working relationship is going to be much easier now because of how cade i think so too but I do like, and, it, and I think Yamada also was the other, st- the other style, the other coin flip. Oh my gosh, what am I trying to say? He's the other side of the same coin. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Yamada is he handled it the same way Kay did with grace, oh, yeah. and with knowledge, and I don't think him and Billy again. We don't even know how long they were together. We were never giving any indication, timeline, how serious they were. Were they sleeping together? Were they living Like, no information whatsoever. I honestly forgot they were together. I didn't, but... It, I can't... I just, I don't, like, I would know, and then I'd forget. And then I know. <laughs> yeah, we just... We, we know nothing about them. So I think... And he even said to her... And this was the sad part, because he's like, don't worry, my heart's intact. And I went for about a minute before your patient dies <laughs> and then he got the page i was like oh no i feel bad <laughs> <laughs> i didn't mean to be so flippant about it because i didn't think it was actually going to happen in that way but it, it did but he he knew beforehand but he, and i think that's the yeah. thing is i do think that towards the end there everybody i think it was that picture from the wedding i think that's when kate started to be like okay there's more here yeah same with yamana so but i think that yamana was he was a placeholder, but we see after how he handled the, the surgery with AJ. And I was mad at him the first time I saw him in surgery with AJ. Like, this is not your wheelhouse or this is not your house. It is your wheelhouse, but this is not your house. But seeing him this week was a little bit better because I liked watching him work with AJ and he could be given more of a permanent place if the show continues, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I. He didn't seem as cocky this week either. Mm-hmm. Which helped. Again, like with Kate, he was humanized this week. Yep. I really, really liked the storyline with Dr. Perry. I don't know. Usually I'm not as interested in the 
side characters patient yeah like the patient character like they're always like nice to have because it kind of breaks up the drama but i was like really committed to this storyline this week Mm -hmm. it was really cool like all the stuff he had accomplished in his life and hearing about it and whenever he asked for yamana and i was like what is that um what is that because you forgot he existed (laughs) i I thought he was asking for Belle's son. I can't remember. Oh. His name. <laughs> I can't remember. Oh yikes! <laughs> and so I was like, "Why is he asking for? Was he any like a plastic surgeon or something?" <laughs> My confusion until Yamada walked up. I was like, "Oh, oh, that one." Okay, the break. There was. There's been a break, and I've watched a lot of TV in between the first resident that just first resident the last episode in this episode there so i was i had gotten a little confused about jake i was thinking jake i know i know who jake is but that's who i thought he had asked for for some reason um yeah jake I'm, and yamana they sound so much i'm better. having a heart attack get me my plastic get surgeon <laughs> <laughs> that's why i was so confused i was like wait like does he know him it's, he's not asking for as a doctor right because i know i think i'd want aj over (laughs) jake when it came to my heart anyways we ended up finding out that dr perry was yamada's mentor which was really cool like i said earlier i love the storyline i liked the um banter kind of between them two it was nice I enjoy. I think Joey walks into the hospital with his own EKG and like, <laughs> this is what's going on. This is what I'm having. <laughs> Who took this? I did. <laughs> That's so cool. I wonder if that like how often that actually happens. Right. Like now that's like three different separate shows they've done this on. So how often does this really happening? Mm-hmm. That's weird. That's what I want to know now. So he goes ahead, he diagnosed himself with another thing, like while going into surgery as well i don't know if aj liked that (laughs) i think he did in the long run he did because he was not aj's direct mentor but he was from afar he was someone who aj highly admired he is very famous in his field of study and he was someone who aj looked to so i think that aj was just kind of like oh this is awesome yeah and that was the like the surgical cap that was really cool of him i didn't i actually had to rewind a little bit because i thought he handed him a baseball hat i was like how are you supposed to do surgery in that i had to like rewind and look again i was like oh (laughs) miss that but i felt like that was really special and meaningful that was cool i know the surgical caps at least in other medical shows are like a very important and personal thing. They're usually some kind of superstition around them. I did like this storyline though. I thought it was interesting. I thought that even he was uh, he was able to diagnose himself from what he could feel happening, which a indicates long time in this in this field. And we find out he's a teaching doctor, so he had interns that he regularly taught. And I thought this. Oh my gosh! This I cried a little. I, I got a little emotional in the scene where he was dying. Oh yeah. And, all of his interns came in and he was teaching oh. them and showing them how Yamana does it. And I was like, 
I thought that was a really cool played out scene. It really was. She really liked mm-hmm. that a lot. And I've never seen Grace, but it felt like a Grace sort of moment. It really did. It really did. That is a definite Grace a moment. Yeah. And I I did like when he was he said something, oh, no, there's no time. There's no time. This is happening right now. and We can't do this. But then even when AJ, he's like in the healing touch and AJ said, well, I don't know about that, but I'm very, I have the skills and I have the talent and I have a very big oh, ego. Ego. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, then you're and the healing touch. You're the one I want. So he was humble enough to defer to another surgeon. And that's, I mean, doctors are their own worst patients. And mm-hmm. he was humble enough in who he was, confident enough in what he did that he- he was able to give it over to AJ to have him do this and have Yamada be yeah. his decision maker. And the fact that he wanted Yamada there while he died was just like, oh. oh. That was so heartbreaking. The whole death scene was so heartbreaking. I already felt like very connected mm-hmm. to Dr. Perry. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he had been there for a while already. That's why I was like this. I don't know. Usually I don't get attached to the patients very often, but there's been like, I would say like a few that the resident does that i feel like a lot more yeah. than other red medical shows is that even though those that. characters are there for that one episode you really do like get attached to them you learn so much about them and they make it very personable so that is something that the resident does really well is make us fall in love with those characters and then kill them off just saying <laughs> i mean at least we know <laughs> that they're only going to be there for one episode so we know to expect it <laughs> How do I know that? Um, I don't know that. It, don't let Cade throw you off that much. <laughs> the resident <laughs> is who the resident is. Some, that wasn't what I was expecting her to say. <laughs> <laughs> but I did I did like that AJ didn't want to give up on Perry. And I like that Yamada, even at the end, he was saying, well, we could do this. We could do this. Can't we do this? And Perry would be like, no, we can't. We can't do this. So it's just like Devin didn't want to give up on this patient, Lillian, and Devin fought for her. And that was, it was actually something that Billy and Kit weren't fully, he had to sort of convince them to be on board with it. Yeah. I really like Devin's patient, Lillian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I want (laughs) to be her when I get older. I mean, even before she got her memory back. (laughs) <laughs> like she's she's this 84 year old woman out there trying to beat up her mugger <laughs> who, who does that uh, so feisty feisty she's feisty woman very feisty i liked her for yeah I, I i really liked her she <laughs> I'm, I'm glad we didn't have two deaths this episode I thought it was weird. Like, I get they were closing down the the trauma center, but to have one anesthesiologist for every surgery, and it sounds like there was, it wasn't just Billy and AJ's. There was also a third one that Dr. Cho had to go to. So I just, yeah. How were they doing that? <laughs> I bet that crazy night anesthesiologist would come back for free, <laughs> probably, because she's nuts. <laughs> if it weren't for Billy. Pulling through at the last second there, mm-hmm. man. Oh, yeah. She really did not want to do a surgery. No, she was so afraid. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, I mean, don't blame her. 
we all knew that nothing was going to happen this time. Not, I mean, like nothing as in sons coming to yeah. try to kill you in a but, stairway. Um, I mean, the old lady could try to beat her up, though. This is true. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put it past her. I had a my uh, sweetmate in college. Her name was Lillian, and I feel like this was this is going to be her. When she's eighty four years old, she has the same exact temperament. Lillian, if you're watching it, it, she made me think of you. <laughs> Maybe it's just a Lillian thing. That's a good thing. <laughs> Maybe. I, I really she woke up and had her memory, she's, though. She was like a firecracker just going off. <laughs> she was amazing. I love that she won on PBS because PBS is a... I, if you don't watch PBS, you're missing out on a lot because I love that station. There is so many good things coming out of PBS. And she was like, don't forget PBS. And I just, it made me laugh. <laughs> I love that. That's why she's so smart. Oh, I haven't watched PBS since I was a kid. Oh my gosh, PBS is so good. They have so many good shows on there. They do, trust me. I trust you blindly all the time. I'm not watching PBS for you. Wow. I have the PBS masterpiece wow. for Sanditon. That's it. Masterpiece <laughs> no. puts out a boatload of good stuff, but that's mostly BBC stuff coming over to Masterpiece. Isn't that what Sanditon's on? Isn't that why yeah. I have? That's what Sanditon's on. But oh. they have like the genealogy show on there and they have like a lot of baking shows on there and a lot oh. of cooking shows on there. See? I should look at that. Oh, I'm always you should, huh? New- Ah. I wish I was sitting right next to you right now because I would just. I thought it was like the triple seven club, like stuff. Do you mean the seven hundred club? Oh, the Christian programming. (laughs) Are you thinking triple six is there, Amanda? Because that is something completely (laughs) different. (laughs) No, I I thought it was seven seven seven, (laughs) seven hundred club. That's right. That sounds way better than what my mind was saying. You thought you were trying to say double oh seven? I'm like, (laughs) not right. The Double Seven Club, <laughs> the Christian Seven Hundred Club, starts airing at like ten o'clock for like an hour, and then it's done. Oh. But that's all they have. PBS is not a Christian affiliate. Oh, I They're don't know. I public... the Seven Hundred Club was just like playing all day on no. it. No, <laughs> it's public broadcast system. It's a public network. It's not Christian network. It's not I privately owned. Like Christian network. That's the only way the 700 Club would run nonstop is if it was a Christian. I don't know. I've never watched a 700 Club. (laughs) You called it a devil thing accidentally. (laughs) I'd say triple seven. That's not a devil thing. Triple sixes. (laughs) Triple seven is God's number. That's a Freudian slip. Let's jump back in. But I, I did. I, I she was she was really entertaining. She was really fun yeah. from beginning to end, and they they needed a win. Everybody in the hospital needed a win because even if you didn't know this, Doctor Perry, you were sad at his death because he heavily influenced many, many, many interns, and he heavily influenced the field. And there were people in the hospital who knew him who were sad. They needed a win, and so Lillian was the perfect anecdote because or antidote, not anecdote. She was the perfect antidote (laughs) to that. (laughs) You're more than just a story, Lillian. I really enjoyed Lillian's uh, story with Kit when she got her memory back. Mm -hmm. You know, just she's she's 84 and she's not giving up. You know, she she was being mugged. (laughs) She did not back down that mugger. 
So, which in turn is inspiring Kit to not back down to the governor. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Which she's going to fight him. Like. Exactly. That's what she needs to do. I mean, they made her cut the trauma center along with all those doctors and nurses. You know what? She's standing up and she's saying, nope, I'm not doing it. I like that. This is the side of Kit that I like the most. This is why she was CEO. This is where she's meant to be. And I know she's going to do it next week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she got a little boring when she became CEO. <laughs> she did. <clears throat> I kind of miss old. But that's Kit. because this show started with fight and with grit. Yeah. It, but once they achieve a certain position, it seems like all the characters stop fighting. That's why we like the big bads in The Resident because we start mm-hmm. watching the show because of the fight and Kit needs something to fight for. Mm-hmm. I didn't see she does. Bruce Greenwood yes. in the preview either. Because they cut their funding by a third. We <laughs> 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 had to. Well, that governor might get what's coming to him. Ugh. And I think that we see that in the preview for next week. It's two hour. Now it says two hour season finale. I think it will be a series finale. I think that's why it's two hours. I think that's why they only came back for two because they Fox could not guarantee them more episodes because they're, I, I don't know that the ratings were where they're supposed to be. Granted, this is just a gut instinct. It has, I have not looked at a single number. And I don't, I'm not trained in this, so I wouldn't even be able to read the numbers accurately, even if I did look at the numbers. But I think it will be a series finale, unfortunately. Again, we won't know until we find out fall preview, until we find out fall lineup. So, um, or a little when they start announcing those. But uh, next week, it's two hours. I, I This is what I don't like. Just make it a two-hour single episode. Why are they making it to two, ep- two one-hour episodes? I it's- know. You're playing it back to back. It's one episode. <laughs> I, don't know why I was they trying do to that. look up the preview and I was like, wait, what? Do I want 12 or do I want 13? And I was, it took me a while to be like, oh, wait, it's one. It's one episode. But it's two. I'm not complaining because they're making me, well, they are making me a little mad. But I'm just, I'm just saying, just make yeah. a streamline. No, I get what you're saying. Well, streamline it. But next week, the 30 less than 30 it was like 15 seconds in the episode that we got of a preview for a two-hour episode and it's the governor is in with a heart problem and he says you can save my life you get your funding i wonder if he's gonna die and they're gonna get a decent governor and they're gonna get their funding anyway i mean maybe maybe I feel they're like they're gonna have to find the funding from somewhere if they want to keep the show going. You can't have this show and not a tra- trauma unit. I mean, yeah, they did the same again. They did the same thing in Grace. They took away the trauma unit for like a few days, and then they ended up getting it back. So we'll see. <laughs> I did like that. Hunley was like, "No, we can't do. We can't take a gunshot victim. Our." Trauma center is closing in a minute. She calls them back. Just kidding. We can take them. I know. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> the dispatch guy. You're kidding. Those EMTs must have been so irritated. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> you can bring him in here, silly. <laughs> Just wanted to see how far you'd go. <laughs> we have somebody bleeding out. This is not a time to joke. <laughs> I'm wondering if the next two episodes were not meant to be. 
like back to back. One, oh, maybe not. Because they have, you know, since they do have two different names and two different episode numbers, maybe it was not originally planned that way. Maybe that's more an indication of a series finale. Uh-huh. Which makes me nervous. Maybe they were supposed to have a 22-episode run, like normal. Yeah, that's my thought. The oh, other thing, I'm too, sorry. was that their Instagram post, when they wrapped the 200th episode... It sounded, the wording, the verbiage there sounded like a goodbye. Not a see you next season. It sounded like a thanks for all the great memories. I think they actually said something along the lines of that. Thanks for the fun times. Thanks for the good memories. It's been a great run. I think they said something along those lines. So it sounded like a goodbye to me. So I think that they might know they don't get another one. So maybe we'll see it all closed up, closed off. Uh, Obviously, we'll see next week. And we say that every time. We'll see you next week. But I think that all signs point to that. And I think that they're probably going to end the show on a good note. I think I'm probably going to get more confirm. I I think it'll, it'll feel more like a confirmation for me. If we see all of our side characters in this next, in these, this next one episode, if Nolan's there, if it's Nolan and Hunley and Jessica and Irving, if we see all these people in there, like, Oh, bye resident. Those are going to be the ones I miss the most. (laughs) Sorry. I kind of felt like the narwhal from Elf. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Like, I kind of, I hope that the resident kind of goes off into the same sort of thing. I know. I mean, not that I wanted to say it. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's been, they changed the formula and it it wasn't a successful change. Yeah. I mean, it It really wasn't like if they can go back and bring it back to how it was, then I think it would be great, but I don't even know how they would get it to go back from here. I feel like they've just drugged this on too far. I feel like they were trying too hard to be what made other shows successful rather than be what made them successful. Mm. I feel like they were working too hard in a competition rather than, hey, we have something that works. Let's stick with it. Because the moment they changed the formula, all of us were like, "Mm, yeah, I don't like this. Course, After not all Emily of left the show, it just changed yeah. too much. Yeah. It, it was too much like a different show. But the crazy thing is, is it didn't have to change. They started writing differently after that. They started creating yeah. scenarios differently. They started doing even, they changed everything about the show after she left. And they didn't have to do that. You could do a character death and not change your formula. But they decided to, like, it's almost like she was the glue. So, oh. We need to find a new glue that works again, and it just—they didn't need to. So, I don't—I don't think they're going to be renewed. Sadly, I, I would love for them to be renewed because I feel like they're amping up towards a fight. They introduced the governor, and they're amping up towards a fight. So, I—it would be nice yeah. to watch that play out. But we're going to see some part of that play out. And honestly, if it's a series finale, I feel like this guy has to die because otherwise, there's no resolution. You can't get it in two hours. Oh no. So maybe he is going to die and they're going to get their funding and be like, yay, we won. <laughs> I don't know. But tune in next week That's for insane. that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to start at 8, 7 Central on Fox next Tuesday. And that is it for the season. Um, and Lone Star, 911 Lone Star will take its place after that. So check out our Facebook group. We've got our Facebook group, Chastain Family Fan, or the residents, Chastain Family Fan Club. Come check that out. Lots of things posted in the notes. Discuss. We do have a spoiler ban up, so next week, um, it's not currently up, but after the new episodes air, we have a, well, how long is it, 24 hours? Or is it 36? 36. 36. 
36 hour spoiler ban. So don't worry about coming on there and, and catching a spoiler if you don't want to see a spoiler. But we do have a spoiler thread where you can discuss with other people who are as obsessed as you, especially being a series finale. You can go right to that spoiler thread and hit it hard and start having conversations with people. Tune in for our next Resident episode, which will air next Sunday. And that will be our last one of the season. Tuesdays, we have our One Chicago is back this week as well. So Tuesday, we'll have our One Chicago episode out for you. And then Sunday, we'll be back. The next Sunday after that, we'll be back with 911 Lone Star. And that is what we have for you this week. So keep listening. Don't forget to subscribe on our YouTube channel and rate us on the podcast platforms that you listen to us on. And we'll see you next week. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, Family Fan Club 2021 at Wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.